Oh, it's been a week. It's been a week. Um, Andrew? Now, you told me that you were starting the podcast because you had a bit, but I'm here to step on it. No, I'm oh, kidding. no. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. I see how this one's going to be. All right. We've got a spicy one today. Eric, Eric go ahead with your bit. <laughs> Thank you for the permission, Andrew. I appreciate it. Go ahead, that. sir. You had a question. <laughs> just trying to make an intellectual point here, okay? Um, I just wanted to point out that if there's anything we should be known for, I want, after this episode today, we're going to be known as the only podcast brave enough to read the Bin Laden letter in its entirety on air. Now, mm. Mm-hmm. I like. Sit back. We got Sit em. back and <laughs> sit back and take a li- li- listen to this. Okay. Okay. This is from Osama bin Laden. All right. Mm-hmm. The teens are loving this letter, so I thought, you know, yeah, maybe I'll go back and and reread it. This this definitely wasn't a constructed panic by one of the most well known grifters on Twitter. No, no, this was a natural organic thing. Everyone loves Osama bin Laden now, <laughs> and it's because of this letter which I'm about to read. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the letter says, "The Bible is a book of parables." and word pictures describing principles of truth from God to man. The prophet Jeremiah puts his pen to parchment and paints a vivid picture of the human agents God intends to use to bring the Jewish people back to Israel. Quoting from Jeremiah 16.16, But now I will send for many fishermen, declares the Lord, and they will catch them. After that I will send for many hunters, and they will hunt them down on every mountain and hill and from the crevices of the rocks. I believe this verse indicates that the positive comes before the negative. Grace and mercy come before judgment. Judgment. The fishermen come before the hunters. First, God sent his fishermen to Israel. These were the Zionists, men like Theodore Herzl, who called for the Jews of Europe and the world to come to Palestine to establish the Jewish state. The Jews were encouraged to escape while there was still time. The situation for Jews in Europe would only get worse, not better. A fisherman is one who draws his target toward him with bait. Herzl and his fellow Zionists were God's fishermen, calling the sons and daughters of Abraham home. Herzl was deeply disappointed that the Jews of the world did not listen in greater numbers. God then sent the hunters. The hunter is one who pursues his target with force and fear. No one could see the horror of the Holocaust coming, but the force and fear of Hitler's Nazi drove the Jewish people back to the only home God ever intended for the Jews to have Israel. I stand amazed at the accuracy of God's word and its relevance for our time. I'm stricken with awe and wonder at his boundless love for Israel and the Jewish people and his divine determination that the promise he gave Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob became reality. Wait, I'm just receiving word. Oh no, I'm so sorry, Andrew. I'm receiving word. This is actually from, I mean, I, from John Hagee. But um, this is from John yeah. Hagee in uh, in his book, uh, Jerusalem Countdown. Um, oh, that's a yeah. Great. Great yeah. title. Um, he was he was a, a invited to speak at the uh, March for Israel that uh-huh. happened recently. Right. So that's that's that guy's that guy's their friend. The guy that said Hitler. The, the March for Israel actually that happened on a did Tuesday. a good thing. <laughs> you you know, like, it's. You know it's an organic <laughs> grassroots movement when they hold their march on a Tuesday, a weekday. Right. That's yeah. like that's a that's a working class time of day. You yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, you know, I actually I do have the actual letter from uh, Bin Laden oh. here. Um, it says okay. <clears throat> the history of all hitherto existing society is the history of class struggle. Mm. Freeman and slave, patrician and plebeian, lord and serf, guildmaster and journeyman, in a word, oppressor and oppressed, stood in comp- constant opposition to one another, carried on an un- un- uninterrupted, now hidden, now open fight, a fight that each time ended either in a revolutionary reconstruction of society at large or in the common ruin of the contending class. Oh, I'm sorry. This one is, um, this is actually by some guy named Karl Marx. <laughs> oh, I, I, I was going to say, that sounds pretty, pretty based. Yeah. It's pretty good. Well, that's what the kids are saying on TikTok about the Bin Laden letter. Yeah. Speaking 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 of TikTok and mm. other sound effects, can you tell us about your new podcast? <laughs> I was not sure where you were going with that. I wasn't either. Andrew. We were both in the same boat with that one. <laughs> we're, we're gonna climb into this kayak and see if it floats. <laughs> Let's go. I forgot my paddle. Um 
yeah, I'm doing a new podcast uh, with with our friend Arthur Rosa. Um, it's about cameras and photography and all that jazz called Sensor Noise, and you can find it at sensornoise.com, which was somehow not taken. Um, it's amazing. Yeah. I love I love a win. You know, we've we've got uh, we've got one episode up. We're going to record another episode. Uh, I think on Monday. Um, it's probably going to be not weekly. Um, maybe bi-weekly. We'll see. We're both very busy. <clears throat> a lot of a lot of people have been asking: Do they have to be holding a camera when they listen to this podcast? Like, no. is it a four D experience? Well, you know, I mean, I think that in certain situations that could be considered unsafe. Like, if you're driving, I don't want you to be holding a camera while listening. Yeah. You know, yeah. like put that down. Yeah. Um. But you know, <clears throat> we do need you, more you responsible you. listeners. You know. Yeah, to, to all podcasts. I've I've often been saying our listeners are deeply irresponsible. I don't respect them. <laughs> um, We're always saying that. Yeah. <clears throat> hey, Andrew. Uh, yes. Um, you there? Did you hear about that lawyer? <laughs> Go ahead, sir. You got a question? Who I know you. I know you've been. You know you've been in a transition in in your work life. Um, okay, I'm glad you clarified there because you were about to. Uh, <laughs> a lot of people were about. Sorry, to. I, was, I was. I wasn't trying to both confuse and confirm suspicions. Transgender. Uh, <laughs> uh, so um, I just felt like maybe this article could be could provide some insights. For you, for what you're yeah. going through, um, just about someone who did like a career change. Okay, um, like a side hustle article, for me. You're thinking, or you know, <clears throat> lawyer turned pet medium says she's making more money in new career. The business just took off. Okay, yeah. So, um, former lawyer says that she quit her job to become a pet psychic and is making more money now than she did as a lawyer. In September 2020, Nikki Vascones was working as a property lawyer. When she decided, that's got to be one of the worst kind of lawyers. Just let me stop yeah. there. A property lawyer. Right. Damn. Like, mm -hmm. wow. When she, oh, sorry, when she decided to research how to communicate with animals just a year later, she ended up quitting her job to pursue being an animal medium full time. I got to say, this is like the most white person, like elite, wealthy, like sheltered person thing. Found, yeah. found a hobby. A year later, they turned it into their job. <laughs> yeah, it's. I feel That's like it's very white coated man. to have a a, a a side hustle that becomes a a thing here. <laughs> I'm just questioning because I was like, how do you go from being a lawyer to deciding or figuring out that you can make more as a pet psychic? It turns out she only made seventy five grand a year in her job as a property lawyer, which I Damn. think is not a lot for it's, a lawyer. The people she was representing had to be making so much more than that. Yeah. Yeah. She charges $350 for a one hour session mm -hmm. and limits herself to just two readings a day. According to her website, she and her husband met with an animal communicator several years ago, and she appeared to know what her dog was saying or feeling before the medium confirmed it to her. Uh, she's also able to speak to animals that have passed on through the same technique, which she said, what technique, which she said accounts for half of all the readings she does. So. Um, hmm. I don't, this is, this is fascinating because there's like, this is, this is one of those websites that, um, did you just pretends, go to her website? No, no, no. Oh. I'm talking about this website. This article is on is one of those websites that pretends to be like a news website, but like clearly, uh, is written by an AI or something. Yeah. Like there's no <laughs> journalism here. There's no actual attempt to evaluate the veracity of these claims, which are of course nonsense. No, We're going to do thing. more journalism than they did because I'm going to their website right now. Okay. Yeah. Um, NikkiVascones.com. I'm in the about section. Animal this, communicator and teacher. This is the most Magnolia Homes ass website I've ever seen. Yeah. Like this, <laughs> this is, this is like Gainesville happening right here, man. Um, well, they do like, it's the, the cursive fonts that man, Ugh. It all started when my dog told someone he didn't like his name. Excuse me? My middle my mini poodle Merlin, formerly known as Havoc, <laughs> was so anxious and scared all the time. His nickname was Havoc Danger or just Danger. And guess what? 
He always acted like he was in danger. My husband, Michael, named him Havoc because that was his military unit's call name while deployed to Afghanistan. <laughs> this this just gets more and more. Mm. The, like, <laughs> oh, man. We, we didn't know better at the time. When our senior pup wasn't doing well, we hired our first animal communicator. During the session, I said to her, this might sound crazy, but I feel like Havoc doesn't really like his name. She blurted out, I'm so glad you said something. When I walked in the door and you introduced us, he said, call me Mr. H, because he didn't like Havoc. This is... <laughs> this is the lowest... She gave the psychic the thing, and she's like, oh, yes, uh-huh. This I hate I I hate this because this is obviously just such a grift and people should not be allowed to get away with this. Um, no, this um, is pricing here. Animal communication session is five hundred and fifty dollars, approximately seventy five to ninety minutes. One animal per session, living or deceased. Parentheses. It doesn't matter when they pass. All sessions are done remotely with a photo. The session is not live with you. After the session, I email you the full audio recording so you can listen to our entire conversation. What what conversation? <laughs> I ask your animal a lot of questions during the communication. In addition to everything addressed below, you may ask five additional questions. Animals inform. I ask about their entire life, food and water, bedding, home, exercise, siblings, concerns, dislikes, favorite activities, messages, and advice for you, soul contracts. What? What? Plus whatever else they want to say. I also conduct a body scan to locate areas of pain or discomfort. This is, this is, I, uh, people got, like this I, should be in jail. Uh, that's my. This person must meet some sort of Dickensian fate, you know? Yeah. Hey, this I'm is, in the fun facts about me section. You want to learn some fun facts about her? Hmm. Not really, no. no. Number one, <laughs> my dad's stepdad and husband are all named Michael. Weird. It's not weird, you're a white lady. Um. <laughs> number two my like, favorite that's just, fruit that's just milk toast and boring <laughs> number two my favorite fruit is papaya if you don't like papayas good more for me uh scrape on the bottom of the panel she's pretty there. wacky man yeah uh, that's very that is a fun fact i have to say mm -hmm. uh three my husband shaved my head once and it was the most exhilarating and liberating feeling ever it was his idea um i don't really want to know what you guys get up to uh yeah. I, don't, I feel like I shouldn't have been involved in that. <laughs> Number four, I'm kind of a vegetable peeler snob. Me too, bestie. Um, <laughs> I travel with mine because I'm very particular, and mine's usually better than everyone else's. Ha! Huh? Yeah, that's a little weird. Having <laughs> a travel vegetable peeler is some crazy shit. I, I, you gotta check how, that, right? They won't. They don't let you that through with the hand luggage. How how often are you peeling Ma vegetables? Ma'am, what is this? I, don't I can't know, but... I can't think of a single time I peeled a vegetable when I traveled. You know, like Yeah, usually usually I'm assuming that I'm eating at restaurants, you know. Like it's that's... fact number 5 in 2021 I quit my lawyer gig and went full-time animal communicator. That, we already knew that. This that journey has count. shifted my entire perspective Get a different on how much fun fact. She's just like that's not that fact's not fun. I already knew that. Man. I I hate this. This is the worst <laughs> thing you've shown me. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I, I just, it, uh, I'm so frustrated that people like this can succeed and then like, I'm here, you know, like <laughs> that's how evil this stuff is. I think, yeah, and I'm sick I, of it. I, I, I think few, few understand this because of woke. That's really what it is. Well, it's blind. I mean, us. in a genuine sense, like it's presented in all, in this, like, like you said, this Magnolia kind of way in the article is like, oh, it's a helpful service. And what this really is, is, is someone taking advantage of, you know, a vulnerable person who, who is concerned about or misses their pet, you know, and, and they scam them out of $550 and make some shit up. Um, oh, would you, you would know. you like to learn about the Animal Communicator Academy, Andrew? <laughs> I would absolutely not like to. Here's <laughs> stop. Every here's, time I dig, I scratch a little more. I find something more more bad and putrid and evil. The, and I the think I only just, Animal Communicator that I want to hear from is Hulhauser. You know? Yes. Yes. Your dog is eating an avocado. <laughs> Speaking of eating an avocado. Um, hmm. It's uh, time for Gas Station Combustibles Corner. 
We need we need a jingle for this segment. I feel <laughs> I, I know you somebody know? should. Hey, somebody we need do like a jingle a, for us. We don't. We do need work like on a podcast, you know. We need so. like a gas station comestibles corner, and then there's like the ding ding of like an old timey gas station yeah. when you pull yeah. in. We know so many talented people. This is I'm always telling people this like <laughs> the people who listen to our show are so talented. It, it like and they do nothing wonder, for us. They do nothing for us. <laughs> They 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 think of us as like celebrities and they're like, oh, I what could I do for them? Aaron, and they're like no rocket engineers and shit. Like Yeah. I <sighs> many such cases. People like important like video editors for news organizations and mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. like make 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 us a jingle, people. Like, come on. How don't make us beg. Speaking I, of I'll bag, <laughs> I've got Andrew. I've got a, a thing here called Encholocus. Okay, which is it looks like it's a giant. It's like the size of like a quarter, maybe like, but it's a sphere. Mm-hmm. And it is a mango flavored candy. Um, Interesting. Yeah, it's it's a tamarind covered mango gummy. What is the provenance of this? With sort of- chili covering it so this is like in a super mexican we are jovial okay that's what i was curious um and uh i've had one of these before let me try like a thing like this let's try this it's not there's not gonna be a lot of sound Mmm. whoa so um wow um, and if not to be, not to be mean, but I'm not trying to be mean, but if you ate this, your head would explode. I, that, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I believe this it. is very, this is very spicy and very sour. Hmm. Um, I love it because I'm used to these kind of flavors, but, um, you don't like not a Mexican candy aficionado. I think this would literally kill you. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it's thick too. It's big. Like I bit that in half, and I'm saving the other half for later because mm. I'm full now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there's so much chili powder. Whoa. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, Did you see? Was a- there was a good tweet. I don't know if I can find it now, but someone had um, you know, they had a tweet. It was girl dinner, and it was a picture of the uh, the one chip challenge, the chip that kills you instantly. <laughs> yeah, and then the um, the Panera charged beverages, the lemonade yeah. that kills you instantly. And I thought that it's very good. <laughs> I saw that and I sent that to my bestie because that is like the yeah. most her meme I've ever right. seen in my life. <laughs> just, just she's like, she's the always coming into work instantly. late with a charged lemonade. Oh my god. <laughs> I've seen they've like they've like put that behind the counter at some Panera's now like it's like it's uh like it's like Sudafed you know <laughs> like, you like gotta, it's like you're gonna bring like you're the going to the bar like, can I please have the excessively caffeinated lemonade beverage <laughs> it's a controlled please. substance man it yeah. really is it's like liquid meth um, I mean I mean uh, I was looking at how much caffeine is in that stuff and like that would kill me instantly like frankly yeah. I would have a heart attack. Like my my heart would beat so fast that the heartbeat would become imperceptible and and the blood would no longer pump. You know, and like it's, that's but just, it's not just caffeine; it's also an incredible amount of sugar. So yeah, well, like, of course, it's just, this is America. <laughs> yeah. Uh, speaking of incredible amount of sugar, this is actually not American though. This is Australian. I've got a Bundaberg. Mm. You've ever had a Bundaberg beverage? I've not, but I have seen them. Um, they're very good. Their their ginger beer is excellent okay that's I what i have to try with. i'm a big ginger beer guy oh you'll love it's the it's the best ginger beer i've ever had um and this one is guava this is so this is not ginger it's guava flavored Interesting. they've got these cool pull tab top things mm. oh, come on this looks on. yeah this looks kind of like a, like an old school snapple bottle almost oh 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 oh, oh. No, no 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 remember when snapple used to be a thing i do and Snapple facts. I I actually kind of hate Snapple facts. They ruin my life. So people <laughs> people would try to tell me Snapple facts. Like the yeah. place I used to hang out in college had like a sort of snack counter. You know, you could just like buy stuff. You know, and they had Snapples. People would always try to impress me with Snapple facts. 
that weren't true and I knew the truth, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, stop putting me in this position to be the fact checker on Snapple. You know what I mean? Like, ah. Right. Anyhow, that's we, we, we should do a segment on Snapple facts. But anyway. <laughs> this is Wonderburg. super good. Guava flavored sparkling fruit drink. You know, it's very good. It's mm. got kind of a, in a good way, like a little bit of a yeasty flavor to it. Mm-hmm. Because it's like actually brewed, I guess they like actually fermented a little bit. Um, yeah, that's good. That's it. That's extremely refreshing, and I highly recommend it. Hmm. Um, so this was this was a good here. this was a good this was a good one today. I think. No, I'm. We're not keeping it shorter today, you. though. You know. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, I don't have anything because I've yeah I I need to I need to go out and explore and and purchase more weird foods. Um. Although yeah. I will say my mom, after hearing our segment on cream savers, ordered me uh, a bountiful harvest of cream oh. savers. Um, Hell both yeah, orange, dude. Both orange and strawberry flavor. So I've been working through those. Um, what's, it, what's it like to have a mom who does stuff like that? <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty great. I'm not going to lie. That sounds pretty cool. <laughs> I've uh, never had that. <laughs> she just... She I love just, my mom. I love my mom. Don't, don't, don't give she, me She calls her to messages me and she's like, uh, did you get a package? Did you check your doorstep? And I'm like, what are you talking about? You know? <laughs> she's eagerly looking for your, your yeah. that's just, that's beautiful. And I was Shout like, out. well, I'll save some for you because she's coming up for Thanksgiving. She's like, I don't like them. I'm like, what? What? Do, why'd you buy them? <laughs> Maybe that was the win because she's like, I will not be tempted. You know what I mean? I like, guess so. Yeah. <laughs> I love actually doing that. Just buying a bunch of something for somebody else that you're like, I don't know, I'm going to eat it. I don't care. But, uh, you know, I, 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 most, I, I taste previously tasted the orange and cream, um, but the strawberry and cream, I think, remains the goat cream savers flavor. They're, really? They're, they're, also, I'm, they're I'm, just very good. I'm just not a fan of strawberry flavored things, so. Well, um, but you know, you know, mostly they taste like sugar. <laughs> <laughs> That's just very like. Nice. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you ready for a for sure, man? Uh, I mean, ready in what sense? I, I'm, I I'm prepared for us to do the segment. Am I ready for the for the for the mental for the psychic damage that I will take? Like probably this not. Is, this but... first one is going to be some psychic damage. Oh goodness! Uh, <laughs> All right, hit me. Okay, I'm opening it up. Let me let me cue it up because it's a it's a TikTok, and I want to make sure the audience can hear it. Let me turn on um safari oh, safari's on okay so you should be able to hear this if you can't let me know here we go hey y'all georgia here with another theory to blow your mind it's my theory on space ancient cultures and civilizations from the beginning of time they've all spoke about there being a heaven and a hell and what if there was and what if instead of space going in infinite directions all ways and it just not making sense what if our space was like an ocean and it had a surface and it had a bottom? I mean, think about bubbles underwater, okay? Okay, and as they rise to the surface, they spin, right? If the Earth was spinning, we would be expelled to the outside of it, right? By centrifugal forces standards. So how do we not do that? Because I think it's like a bubble, right? And even if you think about how bubbles act underwater, when one bubble gets near another bubble, it kind of sucks it together, you know? It gets within its orbit or whatever you want to call it and it sucks the other bubble to it right what if earth was just slowly rising through our ocean through our space that would explain why when you get out of our our bubble you know you go to floating and there's no oxygen just like underwater it'd be the same thing so i think instead of space being an infinite vast that goes everywhere it's like an ocean and we're slowly rising i mean it's going to change the way we look at gravity and things like that but it makes perfect sense. I know we might be spending too much time talking about this. I just, I, I just, I, I just I, look at that and I, I like, I was like, I just, <laughs> what? Here's, here's the thing. Uh, I was talking to you about how I have a crush on a lady, right? Yeah. And, and my, my issues of confidence around that. 
Mm. I wish that I had like 10% of this lady's <laughs> overweening self-confidence to I'll just be never like, understand it. She literally like, said, yeah. it's going to change how we look at grab. Right. Yeah. It's like, uh, now this that I put this out there, who's, you know, whose who's video it down. has got like 130 <laughs> views. <laughs> Everybody take it, you know, listen, get your pencil and notebook out. This is going to be important. She put Note on the hazel, down. beautiful eye filter. So, you know, she's serious. okay. You're right. Yeah. You I, I think, you know, I, I th people must just be uncomfortable with the idea of in, it like an infinitely vast space because it's like inherently incomprehensible. Um, I, uh, yeah, I don't know what I, it is, but frankly, I don't, I'm not that bothered was more incomprehensible. That's the that problem. Too. Like, yeah, that's more complicated. <laughs> what I don't understand is people. And I put this in the show notes like they, they think really obviously she's really thought hard about this. She's come up with this super complex theory yeah, and all these like sort right. of ways to explain it, but she but didn't like, ever take a moment to actually look anything up. Yeah. It, it's like, a, <laughs> it's like dog logic, you know, where they learn that like, you know, if they like, you know, like my dog learned rather than ringing the bell to go outside means that she wants to go outside. She's learned that ringing the bell gets my attention. So she rings it to get my attention. You know? <laughs> And it's just like, it's just like, a, oh, if I ring the bell, I get his attention sort of thing. You know, there's like no, it's just very like <laughs> they're not baby level, you know, baby level science. Like, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, just the most tenuous cause and effect. <laughs> noticing. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, it's like the people who, you know, uh, like say that they see patterns in like, uh, you know, like, uh, uh taylor swift music videos or album covers or whatever you know secret messages things like yeah, that yeah i anyway, i just we'll, like we'll get into that these people obviously have too much time on their hands but um mm -hmm. speaking of people who have too much time on their hands uh have you seen what michael rapaport has been up to lately uh no <laughs> I, I don't keep tabs on on that person what That's it, probably what is this good here? Um, he posted a video. Let me let me play this uh, for the audience real quick on 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 X dot com. Posting of American tourists. Twenty American tourists. Forget the twelve hundred people that were murdered, slaughtered, civilians. If twenty American civilians, all African American, all black, all ages, were taken hostage, and Ten of them were murdered and raped, and there was ten surviving American tourist hostages that were all black. There's not one motherfucker in this country that would be talking about cease fire. I'm gonna stop it right there because I'm sick of his stupid face. <laughs> That's I can tell. But, I can hear him thinking really hard. About like you can hear the computer in his brain going like. Right. Yeah, I heard it choke there for a moment when he was like <laughs> civilians. Yeah. Um, um I don't Yeah, I don't. just I love I love that he's doing the work of making it really obvious to people that like Zion Zionism is um based in uh white supremacy. Um you well, did it. Thanks. Here's the other thing too. I love it when people are like well, if the situation was completely different, people would be reacting to it in a different way. And it's just like, yeah, that's usually true. Yeah, that's, that's how things work. <laughs> if, if up or down, you know, listen, folks, uh, uh, I said a some, truth, all right? <laughs> someone replied to him, uh, you know, I'm assuming a black person said, said leave us out of this. And he replied, <laughs> you've left yourself out of it, homie. I mean, what does that mean? <laughs> he's so what? racist. He's, he's oh, obviously God. a racist. Yeah, man. Anyway, such a cool strange. guy. I I wish I like imagine having as much money and success and clout and opportunities, as someone like that, and then just using it to. Well, do, who to I don't do know this. who who is this. Should I know who they are? Oh, no, I'm not even going to tell you because that's okay. just great. Let's move on to the next right. thing. <laughs> Uh, the Economist um, published an article that I assume was bait made primarily for me, um, and it was it's entitled "In Praise of America's Car Addiction: How Vehicle Dependence Makes the Country Fairer and More Efficient." And that's all I read because, frankly, uh, that's bait, and I don't, I don't. 
Also, like... Annoying questions. Also, like, it's a venial sin to read The Economist in my in my belief system. So, we don't do that here. Um, yeah, I, I almost started reading reading a, uh, something from The Economist, like, a couple weeks ago, and I, like, stopped a sentence in, and I was like, oh, oh, thank goodness. Like, yeah. I literally heard my brain yelling at me like... Order! You don't don't have to read The Economist. Nothing they have to say matters or is correct or, you know, makes any difference whatsoever. So it's fine. (laughs) Um, Speaking of people who don't matter whatsoever, we have um, this tweet here from Andrew Tate. It says, weed? Oh, you mean gay? We got him. (laughs) Come on, man. I'm gay. I guess I'm gay. gay? <laughs> I like it. People did uh, made a connection because uh, he posted this, and then like later in the day, uh, Snoop Dogg posted some cryptic post about quitting smoke. So they're like, mm, that was ah, so weird. all is all is revealed. You know, posting the wide open eye emoji. You know, <laughs> but you're only allowed to do that if you're doing it ironically. If you genuinely think that, you're just as silly as the person who thinks that we're a bubble in an ocean or whatever. Um. Next, we have community notes. Um, this is a note uh, suggesting context to be shown with the post. It says, Israel's not a fascist country. It is a democracy. In fact, it has had five elections in the last four years. And then there's a link to a Reuters article about their elections in 2022. It's like, so there. We're the only things in here not upside down. <laughs> what? Again, I say. We got them. Yeah. It's like, oh, uh, technically speaking. They're a democracy. You know, you can say the same about like most, you know, dictatorships. They technically hold elections. Oh, like um, anyway. He also. I love like, community notes for just how stupid it is. Most fascism's not um like it can happen no, listen, inside a democracy. Like, in fact, that's how all no, of the fascist no, regimes have worked. No, no. <laughs> you can't have elections in fascism. That's how it works. So there. <laughs> oh boy. Anyway. Um, did you see this one? This one was very good. The, oh. So, so in the uh, Israel-Palestine conflict, there have just been escalating ridiculousness from from the Israeli side. And this latest one, which was laundered through uh, Breitbart, I guess, it is suggesting that Israel is preparing for fentanyl rocket attacks. That, which then, is to before say, I knew it, it was time to blast off. <laughs> uh, attacks. With rockets filled with fentanyl, as though that Why? would do anything. Why? Uh, oh, I see, though, that they have updated this article to correct the note that delivery of fentanyl as a chemical weapon would be highly unlikely via rocket, though it could be delivered through other means. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> so they don't mention what those other means are, of course. But yeah, I guess the idea is yeah. like someone's going to come into like, you know, a train station or whatever and just like. You know, do like pocket sand, but it's powdered fentanyl or whatever. This isn't the. I, what I love is that this is the this is the uh, the the American cop brain of like I touched a white powder and now I'm gonna die, and that somehow spread to Israel. <laughs> Bruh, it's like okay, like yeah, I don't. Know. I've I've never been to Israel, but like the longer this whole thing goes on, it seems like it's just a country full of cops. Yeah. Like, oops, it's like, oops, all cops, the country. Right. Well, I mean, I think that is literally true in the sense that they are enforcing and have been enforcing an occupation for, you know, decades now. Knowledge. Uh, and, yeah, that's you know, true. <laughs> it, most everyone with, with some notable exceptions has to serve in the military and then be a reservist as well. So, like, you know, in some important respects, yes, it's a nation of cops. Um, and people are going to be mad at you, you know, but, yeah. uh, now, anyway. nowadays you gotta, you gotta speak truth to power, you know, now more than ever. Next we got, this was a deleted tweet, but I rescued it. Um, oh, thank you. This one. Um, so there was a lot of debate about, you know, like a lot of, I think relatively pointless debate. People were arguing about, uh, voting for Biden or not, you know, based on right. his oh, support yeah, yeah, yeah. for uh, Israel in this time and a, um, a global emoji, which we love, um, posted, mm-hmm. imagine not voting for LBJ because of the Vietnam war or not voting for FDR because of internment. I just want to say 
not voting for LBJ because of the Vietnam War uh, was a, a pretty big and notable factor that led him to not seek re-election. So very easy to imagine. It's, it's, um, it's very easy to imagine. <laughs> I don't, this is, I feel like this is just, you know, like, add another, add another tally mark to, like, Global Emoji's not understanding basic political history. Like, they just don't get it, you know? They it's just like, have what, did you no never take a history class? That, like, well, I yeah. don't understand. No, they didn't. They're all, they're all STEM majors who flunked out of what? STEM you, fields you would, and became you would these vo- You would not vote for the candidate of your party because you oppose, because he supports a war that you oppose? Like, yes. Yes. That's, yes. that's called having a be- consistent belief system. Wow. <laughs> it's so, it's, it's so it's hard not, for them to imagine that. Liberalism. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, I think we previously talked about REI unionization here. There's, you know, there's mm. some, some activity there. Um, and REI, which is supposed to be like a co-op and hip and cool, um, has been doing very uncool things trying to um, prevent unionization. Um, and, uh, so one of the things that they did here, um, is, uh, they said unionization is bad for vibes. Oh God. (laughs) Last week during a mandatory meeting of employees at a Manhattan REI store, a manager ticked off a list of what he called quote, serious red flags about the union trying to organize company employees. Uh, you know, mentioned that the union has suffered a decline in membership and revenue, he said, which should be concerning. What's more, he said, they've allocated barely any revenue to social impact. Come as on, if a union man. is not a social impact organization, you know, by its very nature. Um, <laughs> y- 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 yeah. Uh, Living in America! Um, so this is, uh, you know, obviously this is just ridiculous but this is this is part of and this um article notes that there's a lot of these companies that have had workers vote for unions Mm -hmm. um and then the company just refuses to bargain with them and uh the time that it takes from a unionization election to get a first contract has increased drastically over the past few years um because basically companies have figured out that they can just sort of not bargain and there's not really a penalty to doing that. Um, because the NLRB doesn't or can't really enforce some sort of like maximum time, you know, on bargaining, even though I think they probably could figure something out on that. But yeah, like they just figure they'll (laughs) run out the clock on this and then I guess fire everyone who's involved. So yeah, there's there. Yeah. They, I mean, it sort of really does tell you that they're real willing to like forego like the way Starbucks is just closing every shop or just, you know, basically destroying everything that like unionizes, well, how, you know, like how long ago did that um, Amazon distribution center in New York vote for a unionization? And they don't have a contract yet, you know? Yeah. Like they're just like, they're just like, well, we don't, have to bargain with you you know and it's like well you do but you know this is basically a loophole in the system that they figured out they can exploit is like just don't show up <laughs> yeah i mean um it's, it's just such a bummer like even yeah i mean why i i have nothing to say <laughs> yeah just sucks like i i mean they wonder why like people are becoming more and more radical um Mm. and it's because we see that none of the suggested routes work you know what i mean so right yeah you 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 can't to the extent that you keep pushing you're gonna get blowback and it's and i i don't know i worry about like i mean this is all gonna come to a head and it's not gonna be good you know Mm -hmm. i'm calling it Mm -hmm. Speaking of things that aren't going to be good, um, did you see this report that uh, that uh, Ridgecrest, California, wants to try to pump water through pipes? Um, hmm. It's like one of the like they've they, it's p- in part of California that they've 
they've sucked up so much water from the aquifer that it's like sinking and it's they've you know the state's imposing like limits so mm. they want to they want to take 200 million dollars to build a 50 mile long pipeline system um from the California aqueduct in California city over a mountain range. <laughs> okay. And great. I've been on that mountain range. It's there's a lot of steep mountains there to a storage tank in Ridgecrest, mm. which Ridgecrest mm. only really exists because of like China Lake and all mm. kinds of like military industrial testing sites and things like that out there. Mm -hmm. Um, and those places are have even like shrunk you know yeah. um 5900 scientists engineers and contractors are employed at china lake um they're like retrofitting it for earthquakes because that place is having earthquakes all the time this is this is how you know that this is not a growing city and that there's no reason to make this kind of investment quote a quote from from uh the general manager of the groundwater authority. I don't see Ridgecrest turning into the next Las Vegas or Victorville, but it could mm. benefit from some additional development, bro. Victorville, for those who don't know, is like the neighboring city of where I live. And, and every, it's like the city that's used as like the, the shithole. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Right. Like people in LA and in like the inland empire, like, the only people that Victorville can make fun of are people in Barstow. Like that's the next one down the road. <laughs> <laughs> but like to say, like, I don't even think it's going to be as fancy as Victorville is like, <laughs> yeah, like, okay. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Anyhow, I just, uh, it's literally a pipe dream. So <laughs> it's going to be fun. The massive amounts of infrastructure we're going to spend on like, you know, increasingly like small, communities with like you know who the, just seem to have institutional power or whatever you know right yeah and it's gonna be weird shit like putting 200 miles of pipes or like i You're pumping yeah. water up over a mountain range yeah yeah <laughs> i'm sure that's so, the you know obviously this is the easiest and best solution and there's no other way you know <laughs> uh yeah, my 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 biggest suggestion to you is do not my friends become addicted to water. <laughs> Start to prepare for the water wars in the future. Will grow to resent its absence. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, just start start today. Wean yourself off. Yeah. Or just move to an area with a lot of fresh water. You're know? <laughs> oh, no. in the Great Lakes, you know. It's funny because they're saying it's not gonna be a place like Victorville. But um, we our groundwater level for our aquifer in the Mojave, like in our area, mm -hmm. is actually like not doing that bad. Hmm. <laughs> so like yeah. I don't know, we've seemed to manage fine. I don't know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't know. How many golf courses are there? Uh, I mean, there's there's <laughs> golf courses here. I don't know. Yeah. I have a hot take. Um, okay. This might this might make some folks angry, but I'm I'm oh. I'm tired of hearing about Taylor Swift. I don't need to. Yeah, there's thank too you. much. It's like every day there's like you know what's she up to, uh, what are her we and Travis Kelsey really up to? Want what we think we desire. Yeah, and I, I just, just I don't I don't care. I don't need to know you know this much detail. I don't. It, it just it doesn't matter. I don't care. I'm sick of hearing it. I don't. <laughs> she's it's just like there's like just a monoculture at the moment it's just like oh it's taylor swift because she's on tour um and she's you know re-releasing albums and all this stuff and it's just like the zeitgeist seems to just be a lot of taylor swift stuff but i just don't i don't there's nothing i'm not there's nothing new or interesting that i'm learning you know like this is all just i don't care <laughs> None of yeah, this Taylor, Taylor Swift is like um, the meaninglessness of Western society speed run because like she used to be an interesting person who put out interesting music um, and made interesting moves. And then she sort of commodified herself and yeah. turned into just a beige um, sludge of content mm -hmm. at, that is ever present. And. 
adds nothing and I and I don't understand it and I'm sorry. Going for I, the absolute maximum mass appeal sort of yeah. You know. Yeah. I just trying uh, to cast I'm sick the of widest it. net and it's just yeah, not interesting. It. And, and I'm someone I who would have counted myself as a Swifty like as recently as like, you know, maybe like five, six years ago, but I Yeah. I just, I, just don't, I don't see I don't it. Know. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, sorry to lose you as a listener if uh if this uh yeah. comes between if we we've come between you and and your bestie but but uh, you know listen if this is all we've done to upset our fans it's still better than much better than the board ape yacht club did <laughs> um, which firstly <laughs> i was surprised right. is still around um <laughs> but they had some like event in hong kong like some sort of festival or whatever um and I guess wild. they tried to have like black lights set up in like the bathrooms and other areas. And it turns out that the black light tubes that they use put out UVC, which is the bad kind of UVC <laughs> that burns your eyes and temporarily blinds you. And so that <laughs> happened to a lot of uh a lot of folks who went there. Um which you know, some may see as karma as you know, cuz you had to to go there you had to have purchased one of these board eight yacht club nfts um mm-hmm. you know which so. which uses a a bunch of electricity and puts carbon in the atmosphere for no reason so yeah. it is it is nice that that those people by the same electricity were blinded you know i feel like there is sort of a poetic metaphor about people who bought nfts being blinded being unable to see you know like yeah yeah, yeah. i think so i have no empathy for it Give me a break. No. Um, oh, this is, I love, I love, I love the word here. Uh, <laughs> why don't you, why don't you tell this us is what a this weird, is? Weird, weird Wikipedia. The article this week is Australian megafauna. And folks, we love megafauna. Um, they're just the greatest. It just it just means big animal, you know. Uh, but we love a large we love a large animal. So this yeah, is I, um, listen. I'm not I'm not here to judge, but if your fauna isn't mega, um, get it out of my face. What are you face. doing? You know, you no. need to get on that grind set. You Mark. need to build a mega set it's of a fauna. skill issue if your fauna is not mega. <laughs> uh, I just thought it would be fun to go through a list of them. I I had nothing uh-huh. else to contribute. Well, there's um, living living megafauna here. Yeah, uh, but the, the, here, so these ones are alive. Megafauna is usually applied to large animals over 100 kilograms or 220 pounds. In Australia, however, megafauna were never as large as those found on other continents, and so a more lenient criterion of, of over 40 kilograms, 88 pounds, is often applied. So they <laughs> they're like, we cut Australia some slack on this one because they don't. <laughs> they're like mega asterisk fauna. All right. Uh, <laughs> So apparently you got your red and gray kangaroos. <laughs> yeah, apparently kangaroos count as megafauna. Um, okay. So do emus and cassowaries. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Goannas. Uh, uh, saltwater crocodiles of, are they're pretty mega. I gotta be honest. Certain kinds of wombats. Yeah. Um. Anyway, but, uh, so those those are the to, living ones. Let's go to the extinct ones. Um. Yeah. So obviously you start out with the monotremes, which are arranged by size. Um, of course. Why don't you try why don't you try to read the name of this first one? Murray Glossus Haketi was a sheep-sized echidna. And Holy let me God. tell you, that's a large echidna. <laughs> Good lord. Dude, you click on the <laughs> click on the link for the wiki for this. Look at the picture of this boy. This Look is- at this giant echidna. <laughs> this squat big boy. Ah. Oh. Oh Look my. at him next to a cockatoo eating a worm in an illustration. He's so big. Just a, just a large lad. Yeah. Oh. Um, then you have uh, Ob- Obdurodon Dixoni was a platypus up me? to two foot in total length. Holy so big, crap. Big platypus. So we've got big echidna, big platypus, and then we've got uh, another big echidna. Um, yeah. Um. um We've got some marsupials. Uh, uh, zy, zy, wait, what's, what's here? Zygomatris trilobus was a bullock-sized dryptonodid that may I, have a shorter trunk. Appears to be what is? Uh, what I don't is this? know. Some oh, kind of this looks like. Look at this guy. Look yeah. at this guy. He's got little ears. Look at his ears. He's got a face that almost looks like a koala. 
Yeah. He's like a he looks like a koala started to mort like anamorph into a rhino and then went, nah, I'm good. Mm-hmm. Like, you mm-hmm. know, after the first step in the morph. <laughs> yeah. This is this is incredible. Have you there, have you seen There were the t- marsupials that weighed up to six thousand pounds. It says it resembled a giant wombat. <laughs> a marsupial lion? What? Uh wow. Yeah. There was also scary. there was also the giant koala. Um one that I like, um that went extinct fairly recently, only in the nineteen thirties, is the uh the thylacine or the Tasmanian tiger. Oh yeah. Yeah. Forgot about the Tasmanian tiger. Look at look yeah. at these birds. What is this? Sturton's Thunderbird. What? No. Whoa, look at this guy. This looks like something from Lord of the Freaking Rings, dude. Look at this guy. What is this? I see this that, yeah. Creation. The Australia has some weird birds. Tell you what. Uh and then you you've know, also got and, and, Yeah, and, and and also and, and also the the animal bird I'm like tried to make a it's like a woman joke for mm. birds. Oh, so, do they do that right. in Australia? Did you get- I think so, yeah. <laughs> You've also got oh, Dromornus Clanai, <laughs> the demon duck of doom. Wow. Whoa. Uh, was up to eight feet tall and weighed 550 pounds. Was probably herbivorous. Andrew, thank, do you know God. about my phobia? Uh, about a large duck? I have a phobia of ducks. Uh, okay. They terrify me. I'll have like a panic attack if like, if there was a duck in this room, I would be, I'd have a problem. Right. Yeah, this well, is my worst nightmare. <laughs> like a large <laughs> duck a that large could duck. eat me, <laughs> eight feet tall. Yeah, mm-hmm. jeez, Louise, that's a big duck. Crikey! You'd say, "Holy duck!" The largest bird of prey of Australia, um, was the Dinotoetus. Oh, how big was this guy? Big Tell me his raptor. size. Big old wow, he's a big old bird. That's incredible. And you well, said giant carnivorous goannas. So uh wild. Wow. Anyway. Well, um what a fun little little trip. There's some weird animals in Australia. Tell you what. They they really did make some weird guys down there. I you do want I like I kind of would like you know, I'd like to pet a thylacine though. That would be kind of nice. Okay. 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 Well, maybe we can arrange that, you know? Yeah. Let's make it happen. Let's do like a Jurassic Park, get get some DNA from Amber. Let's make it well, happen. Well, they are, they are trying that. <laughs> They're trying to bring them back via cloning, so. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Well, I don't know if good. that's a good idea. I don't. Uh, but I've, they are apparently I, yeah. working on it. <sighs> well, you know, whatever. We're all going to die anyway. Who cares? Yeah. This has been a real uplifting episode. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's what people. I already am eating from the trash can all the time. <laughs> all right, let's just stop recording before we make it worse. I have no idea what I'm doing. I was not prepared for this. I'm trying and I'm learning. Thank you for your patience. There's so many mistakes I have already made, but I'm working to be better. And I think I'm gonna make it, but for now I'll say I have no idea what I'm doing I have no idea what 